city which goes forth a thousand strong will have a hundred left, and the one which goes forth a hundred strong will have ten left to the house of Israel. Welcome to Fishers of Men, and it's Tuesday, February 14th, in the year 2022. We're faced with a very interesting time in which all of our nations are going to be transformed. There's no going back. They're never going to be as they were. It's a choice of whether it becomes as they, those of the bankster class, want them to be, or if we're going to create nations in the form and structure which God calls us to be. We'll talk all about that very shortly. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, that's the home of Bards Nation. If you go MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, you'll find it's a place where you have the latest specials and the great places to find the best deals using your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Mike Lindell is truly an American patriot. And he's done a tremendous amount for this nation and continues to fight for this nation as they try to deplatform him and whatever else they try to do. So we head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bars. Take advantage of some amazing sales 50% off on my slippers, on 50% off on sleepwear for men and women. Get amazing deals on Giza sheets right now as low as $39.99. Unprecedented sales. All of that and knowing that every one of your dollars in one way or another goes to vote, makes a vote for liberty and the fight for liberty. You can use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, on any of the sites. That's MyPillow.com, MyStore.com, and FrankSpeech.com. So check it out. And if with every purchase you make, you get a free copy right now of Mike's book, his story about his life from addict to one of the greatest CEOs in our time. And that story centers on one principal issue, his love in Christ. So check it out again, mypillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Also, The Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com, promo code there is Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Use that at the checkout section, in the coupon section at checkout. And you'll save 20% off on these amazing Bibles. They're heirloom quality Bibles printed in the United States, an NASB 1995 edition with many of our founding fathers' documents worked within the scripture so that as you read God's word, you'll also get a chance to read how our founding fathers use scripture as a living language. They are an ideal book for the family and an ideal book for homeschooling as well. So again, thefoundersbible.com, promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Finally, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com is the coffee for Bards Nation. It's a coffee designed for your health, to boost your energy, keep you mentally clear and focused, and sustained across the entire day. One cup a day is all you need. Add to that the other products on ExpeditionCoffee.com, which include the Gut Health Triad to help heal and seal your gut. gut leaky gut syndrome is one of the main problems of poor health. We also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pinecone extract with high levels of vitamin C. We also have Earth, which is a full-body nutrient powder. Mix it with water, drink it like a shake once a day. It's all your body needs for the base nutrients. And you have Pure 47, a very important product to have in the cabinet, which is one of the most refined silver nano silver products on the market at a nano level that can isolate many of these vicious pathogens that are currently in the environment. 
All of these products are designed to give you health sovereignty back, to reclaim our health sovereignty, keep us healthy and strong, and keep you out of the institutional medicine system. And hopefully boost your health in such a way that you'll never have to deal with them again. So check that out at Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. We are in a very difficult time in so many levels because there's so much change going on. And there's going to continue to be a lot of change. Regardless of what comes next, we can all be very honest with ourselves to realize that what is coming and what is happening is a transformation that we will, that will change us for generations to come. On the negative side, just the masking of children, the hiding of smiles, their inability to recognize faces as they're young and forming, stealing away one of God's most principal issues of recognition is going to harm and damage these children for many, many years. The fear that's been inculcated in them through our teaching institutions, our teachers, and the households that have encouraged this, which is poor parenting and weak parenting, has resulted in a class of children that are going to be sadly damaged. They're not going to live as you and I lived or as our parents lived. It's going to take a lot of work to free them from that. And that's the sort of work of discipleship that we're all going to have to embrace. If you add to that the damage of the injection, which is hitting all age groups, we're being transformed as a society by people that are evil at the very core at a level we can't even imagine. People that take pride in the suffering of human beings, in particular the suffering of children. They pride themselves in it. They look forward to it. They, they find glee in it. Amos 5, hear the word which I take up for you as a dirge, O house of Israel. She has fallen. She will not rise again, the virgin Israel. She lies neglected on her land. There is none to raise her up. For thus says the Lord God, the city which has go, that goes forth a thousand strong will have a hundred left, and the one which goes forth a hundred strong will have ten left to the house of Israel. In this time, our countries, our cities are all fallen, and they're continuing to fall as they must. If we're going to be honest with what's, what we're facing, there is no possible way that we can release ourselves from the clutches of this cabal without suffering a great deal of pain and watching what they built collapse around us. That's going to hurt and pain many of us. But the fact is that we cannot be connected or attached to those things which were constructed by the hands of evil. And yet we are in too many ways. Amos 5.4, For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me that you may live. I think that pretty much says it right there. We have to get to a place where we are willing and able to separate ourselves from what is and seek what God offers, even if it means losing everything. I don't encourage that. 
but it's a reality that we have to have in our mindset because we can't be shaped by the materialism and the emptiness that this world has been built upon. And our strength will derive, will gain, and we will gain, derive more strength from a position of being willing and able to let go of our attachments to material things. In order for us to accomplish light and to bring light back into this world, the darkness has to consume itself. It is going to have to crumble. And it's there that we shed light upon it and darkness will never be there again. But the fact is that we are looking at a degradation of the world in such a way right now that we are all going to feel that collapse. For those that have worshipped and followed the false idols, listened to the advice of false shepherds out of the pulpit that sold their soul long ago to the darkness, listening to the advice of politicians or even being pushed forward in doctors, not listening to the word of God, but seeking the salvation from fear and choosing the path of an injection, sadly, the harm has now been done. No one in this world is going to be untouched by this damage. No one is going to be untouched by the punishment which this deep, this elite, this evil structure wants to extol upon God's children. If we are unvaxxed, we are still going to suffer the pain. If you're vaxxed, you've already been given the first round of pain, though you may not realize it yet. And that it, the core of that commonplace is where we can find commonality with one another because it's there that we can bridge the differences. As I've said a number of times, we fought the first fight and we did everything we could to keep people from taking the injection. We argued the facts. We presented the, the, the true science and, to so, and so many times it was rejected. I don't think there's a family in this nation, in this world, that hasn't been touched by that debate. And whatever was decided is decided. Where we are now is we're at a place where that round, that battle was lost. We lost it to the deep state because they had so much effect in getting people injected. And now the consequences of those poor decisions, that weakness and faith, are going to surface. Myocarditis, problems with blood clotting, tumors, cancers, and HIV, just to name a few. Neuro disorders. However, the damage has been done to all of God's children. And so in that place, even though we have lost the battle, to save, but we've at the same time been able to save many from taking the injection. This this news that people are facing now, this reality, this truth of what has been put into their body is going to rock many to their core. And when I say that, they're going to be faced with a situation that most had never pondered. 
that they were given a substance to destroy themselves and they did it willfully. And most people won't be able to accept that responsibility. They'll want to blame others and they'll want vengeance. Sadly, that is exactly what those in power want. They want God's children to become vengeful. And there is a distinct difference between righteous indignation and vengeance. A great deal of difference between righteous indignation and hatred. And we must work together to reconcile and to alleviate those extreme extreme emotions to bring people back to a center to have a reasoned discourse. Ultimately, and sadly, this is another part of this, is that if people are honest, they're going to face the fact that they are they share the responsibility of having taken this injection. And like the watcher on the wall, if we haven't done our job or hadn't done our job of calling out the danger ahead, we too would be guilty. This time now, more than ever, we have to speak the continued truth. We have to find that way to people's heart to speak the truth that they will hear. And as they start to discover the truth, you're going to see an increasing level of denial. Excuses, self-centered responses like, man, I'm glad it was me, not, I'm glad it wasn't me, I'm glad it was them. Those are the sorts of things that we have to work with people to get them through. Amazing part about this walk that we're on is the greatest fight isn't the enemy. The greatest fight is us being the disciples for the many that have been turned into an angry beast that will be ravenously seeking revenge. And they'll want revenge. And on one level, there's a point where you can't intervene, but we must do all that we can to try to allow people the glimpse of what it is to walk with Christ. There is a place in this walk of forgiveness, which is really important to grasp, because forgiveness, I would say, has a couple of things to it. On one level, forgiveness is releasing the burden from our hearts so that it does not drive us to the anger and vengeance so that we're clear in what we see, and then there is a righteousness that comes from that. On another level, when others who have done harm seek forgiveness, and we are going to forgive them, we're going to turn it over to God. The idea is to free us completely from the, absolve us from the burdens that are placed upon us, and to accept as things are, and move on. Not easy in this situation. But our world has changed. And it will never go back to being the same. And how we view things and how we have compassion for things and what we accept. Hopefully we'll never accept this sort of obedience again either. True challenges that lie ahead. And while people are causing problems, carrying these various issues with them, they're shedding and having other issues, 
if we're going to live a world where we are completely living separate and we have no ability to reach across, I'd simply have to ask how you would expect God to take that. Amos 5.14, seek good and not evil that you may live. And thus may the Lord God be of hosts, of hosts be with you, just as you have said, hate evil, love good, and establish justice in the gate. Perhaps the Lord God of hosts may be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. There are no easy answers here going forward. And we are going to have to confront and be we will be confronted with those that are so obsessed with this narrative of COVID and the fear and the mask and the injection. That's another one of these legacies that will be around for a long time. But we must seek the Lord to live. And this is a time in which we have all been placed, in my opinion, in a judgment of sort, in the valley of decision. And it's in that valley of decision where we now have to confront which path we're going to take. Are we going to take the ancient paths or are we going to take the paths which are easy? And that valley of decision is upon each one of us. And I honestly don't think that God, that God is going to intervene here. What God desires is to have as many come home as possible. But in the end, we have to make that choice. But as we are, we are not simply for us. Meaning, I don't live just for me. Nor should any of us. Walking in the body of Christ tells us that. And as we live that way, we're trying to reach out to others. We're trying to encourage others. We're trying to walk in such a way that we inspire others to the glory in which we live. We can have our moments of rage, and we will. And we will have our moments of confronting pure evil, and it will have to be dealt with, and we will deal with it. But our fellow man and our fellow brothers and sisters in this world are not generally pure evil and don't generally deserve our rage. We have to remember that at the core of most rage is insecurity. And at the core of most hatred is fear. And at the core of fear is a missing connection with the intimacy in Christ Jesus. If we can remember that simple path, we can have an amazing relationship, not only with Christ and through Christ to Father, but we can walk in such a way that we can be the encouragement and the hope for many that are living in darkness, in shame, or in terror. Think about what has been discovered. Think about how you would feel if you realized that you made such a decision that your DNA was changed. There was nothing you could do about it. 
that you are now on a clock. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to have a blood clot tomorrow, cancer next week, if your heart's going to have a problem with it. You don't know what will set it off. You don't know if 5G will trigger something in your body. Knowing what we know and looking across, we can't help but have compassion. And I would add this. If we lose compassion for our fellow man, we become no different than they that are doing this to us. Because the one distinguishing point of all the elites is they have no compassion for us. They see us as lesser as a cold a species which can equally and willingly and necessarily be cold from the face of the earth. I don't think there is a person out here that has walked in the, held the line as unvaxxed that hasn't had moments of tears and frustrations, even anger, a lot of hurt as we've walked this path to try to face and wake up the many that have chosen a pathway that we know is wrong. I would say that every person on this same walk has had doubts of whether it's really worth it. And every person on this walk has probably questioned themselves one time or another, asking is like, are we the ones that are crazy or are they? What, was, what has kept us on this walk has been a relationship with Christ Jesus and through Christ to the Father. And Father has kept that information flowing deep in our hearts, that solid wisdom that's given us that rock to walk on. And even at times when our footing feels like it's going to slip, he's there. That's what gives us a strength now, a confidence, a courage, and a compassion We have to have our compassion. And we have to have our empathy. I'm one of those guys in the field that when I was in Afghanistan, I, you learn to swallow your emotions a lot, but I also wear a lot of my emotions on my sleeve. I didn't hide it. I just am who I am watching a person die, watching a casket get put into a plane, doesn't well your heart with joy. I think after a time you can easily become more numbed to it. But it's nonetheless when it comes to things like children or elderly, those are unspeakable crimes. And it takes a discipline that each one of us has to learn or have. But it's a discipline that is learned not to lose, not to lose your mind and become enraged with hatred and vengeance. Justice is God's to give. But we have to hold that line of the righteousness, the righteous indignation in our heart and be very clear what it is. Because it's an acrid emotion if it becomes hatred. And it's a blinding emotion. One of the disciplines that I learned and came to love being around was when I worked with special operations. Everyone, all of us, 
had a purpose, a mission purpose. And understanding the clarity of the mission kept your emotions out of the way, whether it was rage or whether it was anger, whether it was pain, whatever it was. And so much of what we walk now is we talk in these grand levels and we don't really have a mission, but we do, but we don't acknowledge it. God has given us a tremendous mission and it comes out in many forms, but it's what I've ended up closing every show with now. Occupy the land and expand the kingdom. And though those are big images, big pictures, big strategic goals, they're also fundamentally tactical in everything that we do. That means they're very right before us. If we approach every person with the principle of occupy the land and expand the kingdom, you can't occupy a land when you build hostility. Otherwise, you have war. And we can't expand the kingdom in love and peace in the walk of Christ if we're going to create enemies. Otherwise, we have war. And we begin to understand how inverted our world is because the deep state has used that principle of occupy and expand in terms of expanding territories by violence and force. But that's not the walk we should be on. And it's a walk now that we're all going to have to assume. And it's a walk that we have to hold on to, occupy the land and expand the kingdom. And how do we do that? At the center of that is compassion and empathy. All those are part of agape love. It doesn't say bend like a weed, and it doesn't say snap like a branch in the wind. It also doesn't say accept everything. You have to hate evil and love good. You have to establish justice in the gate. That means you have to worship God, and you have to follow him. Seek me that you may live. It's that simple. Because our worlds are no longer the same, and the things that we hung on to before have now fallen. Our churches have shown themselves to, many of our churches have shown themselves to be treasonous. We don't have the bold leadership in our country that we would seek and what we do have is corrupted or self-focused. We can't trust what's in our news because it's designed to be deceitful or propagandized. We can't trust what we watch for entertainment because it's loaded with subliminal messages and undercurrent of tones to try to persuade us to do things that we otherwise wouldn't want to do. We have a hard time trusting even our history books because we really don't know who wrote them and for what objective. And even when we step outside into our world, we're confronted with this fiction of people walking around with masks in what is quite literally one of the cleanest environments we've ever had in the history of humankind. The duplicities are endless. So all of this builds for us to be on this path of trying to find a path of truth and at the same time holding our line 
in empathy, compassion, and agape love. But it's a path of strength, not weakness. And it's a path that roots itself in the intimacy in the relationship of Christ and the intimacy in the relationship with Father. I don't know where each of you are. I just say this. Spend time talking to God, to Jesus. Have a conversation. Don't just pray. Have a conversation. Engage it. And ask Jesus and ask God to talk back. Why wouldn't we? He's our Father. And He wants to be part of our lives. And right now, as we feel these burdens that are coming at us, He knows they're going to be tough. He's not put us here to be tormented, but he's put us here because he's trusted us. And he knows that this storm is going to be big. And because it's going to be big, he knows that we're going to need some support. He's not asking us to carry the world on our shoulders. But again, what's our mission? Occupy the land, expand the kingdom. And so to do that, we need to have some pretty wise counsel to wage war. And the wisest of those counsels is Father. And he will lead us. And we have Christ right there with us. Who has sacrificed his physical body to give us life. And to absolve ourselves of the sins that we have, the imperfection that we have as humanity. But I truly don't believe that God's asked us to live in the misery and burden of our sins. Why would he do that? That'd be silly. It's no different than the deep state wanting us to live constantly in their enslavement. We have a merciful father, a loving father. What he's asking more than anything is for us to get to know him so deeply and intimately. And to do that, we have to be honest with what's in our heart. Even though he knows our heart, we have to be honest. We have to unburden those things that we, even ourselves, we don't like to face. And there's some ugly things in each of us. But God's not there to judge us. He's there to unburden us so that we can be stronger in this time. And that's the one thing that every one of us needs to be doing a lot of right now. Finding those places where Lucifer can find a foothold. Because as this storm builds, trust me, Lucifer's not going to sit still. He's going to be looking for every little weakness that we have to exploit, to try to bring us down, to incite our rage, to incite our hatred, to incite our pain to such a degree that we become paralyzed, to burden us with regrets, Don't live with regrets. To try to convince us that we can't ever get along, to incite fear in us that somehow coming near one of these people, that we will become infected with some mysterious thing that they shed. We've all been careful. We've all hopefully followed protocols to help build our natural immune system. And in so doing, 
we've been restoring the, the strength of our immune system to our body as God intended. That's preparing us for the next phase. Nobody wants what's coming. But it's coming. Nobody likes the idea of everything that we know has now fallen, but it has. And that's as it should be. Because from ashes comes greatness. From ashes comes the ability to rebuild and reform and reshape. And no one likes walking a path where we don't know exactly where we're going because we're accustomed to that. Heck, I mean, most of the time we throw it in our GPS, but this isn't one of these where we go into God and go, okay, God, what's our GPS? And yet it is kind of like that if we listen. We just don't know the end destination. Right now, that GPS is saying one thing. Listen to your heart. Be true to the walking Christ. And dig in deeper to Father. And as we do, we discover some very amazing things. We discover strength. We discover the awakening of gifts and talents. And it may be nascent in many ways. It may be new to you. That's okay. Pursue it. Run with it. Be free within it. Because Father needs you doing that, whatever that is. You've heard me say these things before. Maybe your passion and what Father's leads you to do is to bake bread. Maybe someone else it's to repair cars. Maybe someone else is to pick up garbage. I don't know. Maybe someone else it's to help the homeless. But it doesn't matter because what he has us doing and where he places us is very important because it's part of his perfect army. Lucifer is very binary. In fact, Lucifer is binary. That's part of the whole function of the computer system. Lucifer wants to be a quantum system. And how is Lucifer going to become a quantum system? By tying our brains, God's creation, into his matrix so that he can steal what God created. That's essentially it. But we're not binary. We're quantum to the infinite. And we have to believe that. And to believe that, we get there in part by trusting so deeply in God that we realize that nothing here is what we need. You can walk away from it all today and God will provide. I speak truth on that in a true walk of what I've done in my life. And it doesn't happen like mana coming from the sky, but it's just a little slower than mana, but it comes nonetheless, as long as we trust in him. So in all of this that we are going forward on, when the change is happening and the world seemingly is falling apart, And the world is on fire, so to speak. There is a constant light that keeps pushing forward, and it is us, those that are walking with God. And that's the beauty of it. Whether you feel the intimacy with Father or not, as you're pursuing that, your light grows. And that light is for others to see, and it draws people to you. 
And that's part of how we build the bridges. Because we have to heal this world. We have to build the bridges between one another. We have to come together. Because if we stay divided, they'll continue to ravage us. There are those that will not listen and we can't do anything about that. But for every opportunity we have to help build the bridge, we gain strength in numbers. And the way we build bridge is to hold our line, not to give in to theirs, but to be strong as in the warrior of Christ, to know your lines, to know what you won't accept and what you will, to be listening and compassionate to where someone is, but to always remind them where they need to go. That's us lighting the way, being the salt of the earth. Seek me and you may live. The Lord is his name. It is he who flashes forth with destruction upon the strong, so that destruction comes upon the fortress. Their fortress will fall. Our God is rising, the one God, the true God, Yahweh. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in this time, when so much is unfolding and unraveling before us, we put our hearts before you and pray for the strength and clarity in this walk. We're going to all be confronted, Lord, with challenges, as you very well know, that will force us to the limit of acceptance, of forgiveness, of compassion and empathy. And we will be tried and refined through the fires of these trials. And we know, Lord, that you've placed us here for such a time as this to be refined. So let us shine. Offer us the insight enough, Lord, to know the whys when we need them, the confidence of knowing that what we're doing is okay, the reassurance, Lord, that we're on the right walk because at times the road gets a little mucked up and the road gets a little windy and dark. So we pray, Lord, that you can provide us with the eyes to see and the ears to hear in such a true way that we're confident of knowing that we're being true to you, Lord. Father, we seek only one thing in the end, and it's to be closer with you to spend time with you, to have that true relationship with you like a father and a son, like a father and his daughter. Our hearts are here, and there's times that this world gets a little crazy and a little overwhelming. Forgive us for the transgressions we make. Just know that we're trying, we're walking, and at time, we're times we will run. We just thank you for all that you give and the love that you share and fill us with. 
And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It is a honor for all of us to be here and should be. And like all honors, nothing is given for free. There's always a trial. And that's what we're in. We have a lot ahead of us. A lot of days are going to change. A lot of things are going to change over the days. Make sure you've got your gardens, your planting started soon. Get your gardens designed and laid out. Look at your food stocks. Make sure they're up and ready. So this is the, These are the hours to prepare. We need to be prepared for ourselves, for our families, and for our friends. We need to be ready to lead. Because when the thunder cracks and the waters crash, the world's going to be wondering what hit. And it's going to be those that come from the darkness of the shadows that step out gleaming in light of Jesus. That they're going to say, wow, thank you. And we can simply point them to the direction of our Savior and walk with them as far as they need. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers right now anchor us to the rock of faith, and we need that foraging strength underneath us. God is with us, and he'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. And that's our mission. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee at 1 p.m. Pacific. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
Thank、you 